It's time now for another Pinball Profile. I'm your host, Jeff Teols. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. You know this guy because he is the host of Pinball Nerds Podcast. Is it a podcast? Is it a blog? Let's find out. Orbital Albert is here right now. Albert Edgar, how are you? I'm doing excellent, Jeff. How are you doing? Now, this is a guy I've known for a few years because we play in the London, Ontario Pinball League, LOPL, and we have, it's about three years for you now, right? I think it's getting close to that, yeah. Albert's a great player, and in fact, I think you play it at another place too. It used to be Call the Office on Monday nights, and now it's Speed City. I think the only time we've ever played, you kicked my butt. I'm positive. (laughs) I know it was. Well, to be honest, Jeff, the only place I've ever kicked butt at pinball is Monday nights at pinball. Uh, I call the office Monday night pinball. Perhaps that's because I go to one a week for like two years now. I've been to a hundred of them almost. So that you know, it's a it's a Hold matter on. of just trying. Don't shortchange yourself because <laughs> I'm giving you a compliment. You're a very good player. Thank and you. Yes, there is some familiarity when you play machines on a weekly basis, but you still have to execute. We just had a league at my house on Friday night. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows those games better than I do. Does that mean I win? No. So, I mean, anything can happen, and and you're a very, very good player. So let's talk about this Pinball Nerds podcast, because here I've done this for, I don't know, three years now. I'm coming up to 200 shows. You've done it for less than a year, and you're coming up to 200 shows, but there's a reason why. Um, Essentially, uh, I used to, one of my favorite social media personalities is Casey Neistat from uh, YouTube. And when he originally went to film school, they had said, oh, you know, you, you take months and months and months making a, a film project and then you edit it and you just make sure every shot is perfect first. And he dropped out and they said he would never make it. And so now he's one of the top personalities on YouTube. You know, he's not quite PewDiePie, but he's over 10 million uh, subscribers. And he said, just make a film every single day and your followers, your friends will tell you, they will give you feedback if you are doing something wrong. And of course, I had never podcasted before. I had never live streamed. And I decided, why don't I start this little blog slash podcast, very unedited, very, you know, shooting from the hip. And I'll try to do one each day if I can, just commenting about what's going on in pinball. Not so much news, but just how how I interact with pinball. So, so much local content. And believe me, people let you know when you make mistakes. I think 80% of the messages I've ever got were, <laughs> you screwed up again, Albert. So, And that's great, though. So this is just free feedback that I get. And slowly, I'm hoping the show will get better. But you're expecting that kind of feedback, whether it be, and it's not negative, it's just feedback in the sense of, oh, you might have mispronounced the name of somebody or, or, or something like that. When you take away the fear of, oh, what if it's not perfect? You can do anything. And that's not, a lot of people have that. This show and shows that I do, I sit on for a while, I edit, I make sure that one, I don't sound like an idiot. Two, my guest doesn't say something incorrect, make sure they're comfortable with it. So it takes a little longer for me to put that through. If I were to put this one we're recording right now, zero edits, I could do it right away. And I have done that a few times because of time sensitivity, but I guess I'm just conscious of, okay, can I make the production sound as good as possible? And I like your style. Like I'm envious, (laughs) you know? 
Well, thank you so much, Jeff. Um, it certainly isn't for everybody. They're almost all the pinball podcasts I listen to until you introduced me to Mrs. Pins pinball podcast. Of course, <laughs> where it seemed very edited but very professional, and the sound quality is great. And you get these really interesting. Um, I mean, if you're going to get a pinball designer on your podcast, you better darn well be taking the time and energy to edit it, make sure the sound quality is good, make sure the questions are important. And that's why, for my first hundred shows, I didn't interview anyone I considered important in pinball. I mean, I interviewed like my son, my best friend. I wouldn't even you know I, i've never even gone to anyone asked to do an interview until mark and city and that was just because i felt comfortable with mark and i had been you know with him for 200 mondays and every single lopel ever right and uh he was doing you know obviously the nightmare before christmas a revolutionary pinball machine a twippy award winner that's right that's right and, and chris the Pintern, shout out to chris the Pintern. i know he listens to pinball profile um he was actually able to run up on stage and uh, get the twippy dressed as Willy wonka in texas it was very good to see him and I knew I was going to be at Texas Pinball Festival. I see Mark on a not weekly basis, but certainly, let's say, every three weeks at, mm-hmm. at the worst. I thought, well, I should probably pick that up for him. And then I saw this Willy Wonka guy go up, and it was Chris the Pintern. <laughs> and, and he was great, too. And he got a good applause there and uh, obviously looked the part. I went up to him after, and I said, hey, I don't know, A, who you are, just by visual. Um, I certainly knew who he was from hearing right. about him. But I didn't know who he was to look at him. And I said, I see Mark all the time. Are you sending this to him? Because I can hand deliver it to him the next week. Mm-hmm. And uh, so he, I, I said, look, even text Mark or text Albert. And they did. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah it's all good. So it was it was funny to see that. But uh, how did Chris the Pintern start for people who don't know? So it's kind of funny. After a while, I realized, and, and you probably noticed this yourself doing uh, the podcast, some of my favorite parts of head-to-head pinball, slam tilt, even this week in pinball, my favorite parts are the banter back and forth between the hosts. And of course, with Ryan C being gone, that's part of, you know, they're trying to bring in yourself and many other people to keep great banter going back and forth. And I thought, wouldn't it be nice? I don't want to do every show. No one's going to want to do a daily show with me. But wouldn't it be nice if once a month or every couple of weeks, I had someone who came on the show and was able to give a different perspective and have some of that banter. Plus... I thought, I can't go to TPF. I'd love to be there. I can't go to the Louisville Arcade Expo. I'd love to be there. Is there anyone going that wants to be part of a podcast? I can't pay you very much, but I'll give you a cool Pinball Nerds podcast t-shirt, <laughs> 20 bucks Canadian, which he didn't wow. know what to do with. That's right. He was paid. He was paid. Wow. And I did upgrade him. He's now the assistant to the podcaster. In honor so, of the office, I'm sure. That's, that's very right. cool. Dwight Schrute will be proud. You mentioned it's difficult talking to yourself or having a bunch of different ideas. You certainly relay what you're doing in pinball, whether it's league night or a new game coming out, some observations. But it is nice to be able to banter back and forth to somebody. Even though this show is, I guess, just me, it's never just me. It's always somebody. So my co-host is, in this case, you or whomever I'm talking to. So it is kind of nice to have Chris for you, the Pintern, and and other people that you've interviewed. But how do you do it when there isn't someone there? I've done it maybe once or twice, and it's hard. That's is that when you interviewed Pinside Petey? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> okay. That was somebody totally different. That's right, right. He's he's no relation to Jeff. None. Um, 
I think that the cool part for me is that most people tell me to shut up because I talk too much. And so even when my wife goes to work in the afternoon, she's like, can you wait till the afternoon to record that podcast? I'm like, no problem, honey. Because I like talking so much, no matter who I'm talking to on the phone about pinball or through Facebook or any social media, eventually they just don't want to talk about pinball anymore. And there I am left by myself with all these cool, interesting pinball ideas and no one to share them with. And now I have a very small audience online who likes to pretty much listen every day, even if I talk about a boring subject. You were the fifth favorite podcast That's right. for everybody. I like that you take that <laughs> moniker. That's pretty cool. I just, I know I'm never going to have the type of guests, like I'm not going to be able to get, you know, uh, really awesome pinball designers and people every single day. You just couldn't do that. It would be impossible. You'd run out of people to interview, you know, after about a year. What I can do is every, I like to try every 10 to 25 episodes to interview someone really big. So I'd like to ask you live here on the show. If I know anybody? If you know anyone with the last name Teolis, who would <laughs> love wife. to be on episode 200 with me. I'd love to be. That, that That's very flattering. Of course, uh, for sure we'll do it. And it's good to have you on here, too, because I know other podcasters are interested in what you're doing and really appreciate what you do because of the uniqueness of what you do. Thank you. You know, there are a lot of podcasts out there right now, and I am all for every one of them because they're different. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody is just reading off of a website or reading a press release. What makes them unique is everyone's individual tastes, their opinions if they offer them, what interests them. For me, I'm more about competitions, and you probably hear that when you listen mm-hmm. to Pinball Profile, and the people that play in these competitions. So we get to know a little bit about these people, but there are other great podcasts where they dig deep into the new games that come out, and, and they talk about the collecting side of it, which is fascinating to me because I don't consider myself a big collector. I have machines, but it's not about mods and toppers and things like that for me. Right. But I love the passion of the people, and I can't say that I won't be that one day. Maybe I will. Just right now, it's more about, okay, I want to learn the games. But I love the pride that people have in collections, and you must too. Yeah, like if it wasn't for people like Mike Dimas who are purchasing machines and making them look beautiful, people like myself who are not uh, at all good at fixing up machines, not very handy that way, couldn't have beautiful machines to purchase. Uh, I consider my fir- myself, first and foremost, a competitive pinball player and every other type of pinball player in the middle at the very end a collector because I would always rather purchase I am half Dutch by the way I'd always rather purchase <laughs> a player condition uh, machine just to get to learn it better of course in good working condition than maybe an expensive really high-end collector's edition of a great game that's just me personally now if I won the lottery tomorrow I'd be getting all collector's editions but for me just to keep rotating in and out like I have um, I don't I don't have a lot of money I'm not a super wealthy person uh, but I managed to make a good connection with Mike Dimas here in the city. I've now rented, I think, seven machines off him. So every three, three months or so, I rent a machine. He brings it over. He sets it up. He helps me level it. We play a few games on it. He teaches me the ins and outs. And then I have the next three months to just enjoy this game. And if something breaks down or has some issue, he comes over and helps me with it. Nice peace of mind. Oh, it's incredible. Now, when I go out to the East Coast, of course. That's what I want to get to. So <laughs> I'll Albert, have to find a Mike Dimas. If you follow Albert on Facebook, you know that he and his wife have bought a place out in Nova Scotia. And Nova Scotia is a beautiful part in the Maritimes. Uh, I, I love it out there. Thank I have you. family out there. And I saw the property that you're going to be purchasing. I guess you've already purchased you're going to enjoy that huge, huge, spacious place and a lot more pinball uh, opportunities, I believe. 
I like to tell people I'm moving out there 25% for my sons. I have a 14-year-old and 10-year-old, and we're in a two-bedroom house. So the 14-year-old's been in a bunk bed with his brother for like eight years since we moved there. So he's going to get his own bedroom now. That's he's got cool. his own bedroom. Nice. It's on the other side of the house. He actually has his own stairs. They used to be like the servant stairs or the maid stairs or something, you know, so he can even sneak in late at night, like I said. And uh, when we get out there, I also get to expand from having two pinball machines to I've done the measurements, everybody, six to eight machines. If I switch the, the way the door comes in. So now, of course, with me doing live streaming on Twitch, um, I would love to have more pinball machines at home. And the only way for me to financially get the seven acres I'm getting, the three bedrooms I need, and an extra room for pinball streaming is really to move out there because that would be three to 400 grand here somewhere in Ontario and significantly less out there, sure. which gives me more money to come to Pinburg and Louisville and Texas Pinball Festival and just should provide me with some extra funds to be able to go do all the awesome pinball stuff I want to do. So Albert, what are some of the shows that you're going to be looking at going to? Well, this year for sure, thank God I'm coming to Pemberg. So I'm extremely, extremely stoked about that. I want to do Expo, of course, in Chicago. And then really anything I can afford to go to where I can meet some of the Pinball Nerds podcast fans, maybe give them some stickers, some high fives, do mini pin reviews. I don't know if you heard my uh, expectations for Pinburg, but I want to do 100 mini pin reviews. Wow. So depending on if it's an EM or a newer machine, you'll either get three questions or five, but just something fun, enjoyable, really quick. I might put like five to 10, you know, uh, interviews per episode and just literally like record them and stockpile boom no no i'm just gonna hit what? uh record them and just hit go not even pre-listen to them just let them off into the world and hopefully people like them albert i love what you've done <laughs> when you first started this podcasting and blogging mm -hmm. did you think it would get to where you are today now we're almost at 200 and it's really grown you've got some fame across north america as people reach out to you and, and enjoy your different take on pinball I am extremely shocked. What I thought would happen is a couple of the local people would like it. And for the first hundred episodes, I did not post it to a single link on Pinside. I didn't put anything on Facebook. I didn't tell anybody except for my I best friend. I didn't even friend. know about it. I know. And then I saw you at uh, Mike Dimas' house for Lopple. And you said to me, Albert, did you hear they gave you a shout out on Slam Tilt? And I said, are you serious, Jeff? Someone knows about my podcast. This is incredible. That means Jeff Teolis knows about my podcast. That means Bruce and Ron know about my podcast. And then I listened to it. Do -do -do -do. And at the very end, they said... <laughs> And have a good day, Albert Agar. So what they do at the end of Slam Tilt is they just thank the last person who liked them Still on counts. Facebook. Which happened to be me, but they didn't say anything about the Pinball Nerds podcast. And when I was disappointed from that, I thought, well, I'm going to start telling people. And that's when I actually started sharing it with people. Why didn't you share right away? Were you nervous? Were you oh, very shot? nervous? Really? Very nervous. You don't come across that way in person and in listening to the podcast. It's. I think it's because... You know, I started by listening uh, to yours, of course, because I found out someone at, in my league had one. And then I started, you know, you give a throw to head to head. And then I started listening to all the, the different podcasts out there. And I thought these people sound like either they're in radio, television, production of some way, shape or form. They know what they're talking about. It sounds crystal clear. You know, uh, there are, are people with millions of subscribers on YouTube and their videos don't sound nearly as clean and as crisp and as well done as a lot of the pinball podcasts. I thought maybe there's room for a blogger. But if I call myself the Pinball Nerds blog, 
it doesn't have the same feeling. So I wanted to be like a video blogger and I actually recorded two episodes for YouTube and they were God awful. So I deleted them. They're not even on my one terabyte. I had a whole terabyte on my computer oh and I got rid of them because they were that awful and I couldn't even stand watching them. And then I recorded a blog like through like audio version of a blog, i.e. a podcast kind of. And I thought this is okay. I mean, I guess if I was really bored, I would listen to it. And from there, I think I've got better. I think by episode 100, I was kind of figuring out what I like to talk about. And for me, my most exciting episodes are to record like I did one that's so boring that no one listened to but it was the uh, top 10 nudges you need to learn I heard that one yeah was it okay? Yes, yes, it's yes. It's a little slow. I get that. But when I nerd out the most, I enjoy doing those episodes. But the ones that get like 70 lessons in 24 hours are the short two-minute ones. So, okay, who do you do the podcast for? Do you do it for you or for your listeners? Originally, I would say the first 30 to 50 when I thought it was just me as a listener and I was getting four to five listens, it was 99% for me. And slowly, I would say by episode around 100, once I did the one for Mark, that was my very first podcast. I got 100 listens and of course got a shout out in This Week in Pinball and such. So I was extremely excited by that. And and then all of a sudden the pressure comes in a little where should I make it kind of for the listeners? And I think from like 100 to like 110, I don't even like those episodes because I was maybe a little grumpier than usual or trying to be more, you know, Howard Sternish and be a little bit like uh, judgmental and stuff. And I thought, that's not me. I want to be the mm. fun guy who just talks about, you know, falling back in love with pinball, um, doing cool competitions, you know, talking about the enjoyment of playing pinball and making pinball more popular instead of tearing it down and pointing out minor mistakes in manufacturers. That's interesting that you say that's not me because I've been doing this almost three years now and I have good days, I have bad days, mm-hmm. I have opinions. And I think one thing in the other days, you know, maybe with a little more education, I think something different. So once you put it on a podcast, yeah, it's in stone, but that doesn't mean you don't have the right to change your mind and have different feelings. Right. So I, if I were to go back and listen to my older episodes, I probably would cringe because that's not what I sound like right now or what I'm thinking right now, but it was at the time. So I'm okay with it. Do you have difficulty with that? Because I think you just said, I don't want to be like that. That's not who I am. I right. was angry. I only I only have deleted two podcasts that I've completely recorded ever. And both of them, the one, three people out there have heard it. Because I, I, I finished recording it and I, I hit upload before I edit or touch anything or listen to it or check the audio qualities or anything. Afterwards, sometimes I listen to it. But my wife came home from work and I said, I think I was too angry for this podcast. I was angry at a certain pinball situation. And she listened to it and she said, it's funny and it's interesting. If that's your whole shtick is being angry and rude and mean, like if you're the Howard Stern oh. of Pinball Podcast, great. But that's not you. You're the fun loving. You love pinball. You love talking to people. Every pinball competition I've ever been at, I always chose to socialize over learning more about the game or reading, you know, reading my phone or asking people about the game. I'm just so interested in seeing my friends who I maybe haven't seen for a couple weeks. And then I always prioritize the enjoyment of the night over even doing well in the competitions. And that's probably, you know, I probably could have done better in a couple competitions had I not had an adult beverage or two and <laughs> or, or prioritize speaking to so many people I hadn't seen in a while, right? The self-enforced count to 10 rule, all right? You know, you're angry, you're angry, just count to 10. Are you still angry after 10? Then maybe, okay, you've settled down a little bit. That's interesting that you say that. If it gives context, I was known for uh, some period of time as being a little bit hot-headed, right? So I try to go out of my way to be more of a peaceful, zen type of pinball player now. And I found it really does help. Um, I 
tend to get angry far less often while playing pinball. I usually do a mantra in my head um, or some type of thing while I'm playing that kind of calms me down. Do you know what's interesting about who you are on the podcast and who you are maybe in real life, let's say? Hopefully in real life. On this podcast, this one right here, Mm -hmm. I try to have not even an interview, not even a question and answer thing. I try to have conversations. Right. Really, to get people to know who my guest is, Mm -hmm. if they don't know already, or maybe some insight. But when I go on other podcasts, I kind of change my role a little bit. I'm much different on other podcasts because maybe I'm asked an opinion, or maybe I want to goof off a little more and tell some jokes, or be a character, or whatever the Mm -hmm. case may be. But they're still both me. It's just I'm conscious of what this format is on this podcast. Now, earlier you just said... That Pinball Nerds is more of a blog, but you called it a podcast. To me, Pinball Profile is not a podcast at all. I don't. It's not in the title, but it's under that guise of podcasts. Right. But really, it's just pinball conversations with people. That's all it is. It's mm-hmm. interviews. If I had to call it anything, it's an interview show. Right, because you're not doing the typical news each week and reviews never. and updates. and Pretty much never. Right. Because there are other people that do it way better than I do, and that's what their format is. And mm-hmm. that's who we go to to listen when games are launched and whatnot. But mine's more about people. It's always about people. So is it a podcast? Eh, I guess maybe, but you said you wanted to call it Pinball Nerds Podcast because the word blog doesn't really associate, but really it is a blog. I think it's more of a blog cast. So I've been trying to joke around with that yeah. term, but uh, podcast was just what people were familiar with. So I think I went with that. Maybe for the place to find the audio. Is that why? Because right, people know f- where to find podcasts. Right. It, I mean, if you type in pinball podcast, no one's typing in pinball blog into Google. So they're never going to find me that way. Do you know what I mean? Sure. Um, and I, I, I've said this several times. Uh, I got to, uh, with our friend Ian Harewer, mm-hmm. I got to uh, live stream on Total Nuclear Annihilation. Yes. And I told this to Ian, five minutes into doing that live stream, I said, I don't want to do a podcast anymore. And what I meant was, I don't want to stop podcasting, but I enjoy streaming, I think, either equally or even more because you get direct feedback from the people you're you're streaming with. They can ask you questions right there on, uh, you know, right there as it happens. And so I have told all of my listeners, now that I'm streaming more, I love streaming so much, I'm not going to have as much time for podcasting. I may no longer be your daily dose of pinball, but, you know, hopefully I'm still going to do a couple a week. And for me to go down from seven a week to two or three a week, that gives me so much more time for streaming. Now, if I come up with an idea for pinball or a brand new machine, like when Willy Wonka came out, yeah, I did two or three because I, I had a lot to talk about but i'm just not going to feel like i need to podcast every single day especially when i'm streaming four or five hour live streams two to three times a week and you're almost up to 10 now by the time this airs you probably have your 10 although moving and stuff maybe you're going to be putting that on the back burner for a little bit yes and i know this isn't exactly about pinball but from may 25th until canada day i will be hiking the bruce trail oh yeah you got to talk about that That yes yeah so it's almost a thousand kilometers 600 miles for any uh, non-metric people listening. For seven weeks. I'll be back. I'm coming back Sunday, Mondays. I get to do what's called a zero. So my wife is picking me up on Saturday nights when I'm finished the last day. I have five different friends which are walking with me from Tobamori until around Toronto. And then I'm filling in holes or walking by myself, which is totally fine. Um, but I planned this out for a long time. And yes, pinball nerds. I will still be putting up podcasts from time to time while on the trail uh, when I can actually get data or non-roaming. And if I ever come into contact with a rattlesnake, 
I will do a cool podcast. There's tons of them up there. And what? I'd love to do one in listening distance. <laughs> and Let's maybe talk this. about some pinball machine that is snake related. I don't know, the Kill Bill one with the Black Viper or something. You know what I mean? Police are going to be using this podcast to find out what happened to Albert when he went missing on the trail. <laughs> my body my body lost in the forest. I was fighting down two bears. No, there's, don't worry, Jeff. There's no grizzlies there. There's no black bears. There's the odd, uh, or there's no brown bears. There's the odd black bear, but they're very friendly. They're like Yogi Bear. They're cool. Um, this is something I've wanted to do for a long time. Each one of my five best friends are going to come with me for a week. This is a chance oh, okay, for us good. to get I, away. I was wondering if you're going to be alone. Or no, 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 oh, no, no, goodness. no, no. My, I have a good friend coming for each week until I get to about Toronto. And there, honestly, you're you're hitting trailheads every 10k you're seeing people all over the place you can call an uber for gosh sakes any 5k it's not a big deal there the more issue is when you're out of service and you're with rattlesnakes and bears in the first 400k okay talk about weather talk about tents talk like listen i don't go camping my wife wants me to go camping all the time yeah. they call it glamping if i go because right. i'm not a prima donna by any means but i like to have a hot shower once in a while I know it doesn't look like it, but once in a while, like a, a hot shower and, and nice meals and a comfortable bed. So you're going to be pitching a tent. You're going to be food. What, what's going to be going Jeff, on? Jeff, every two to three days when I can hit a hotel or an Airbnb, you better know I'm going to be glamping it up. I'm going to be listening to some podcasts, having a nice hot jacuzzi tub. You know, I'm going to have a great time. But those other days, I will be in just a one man. Some people call it the condom tent. But they're basically like a hundred bucks. It, just imagine it, it. It basically goes around a person like a condom. It, you, know, you don't sure. have a lot of room sure. in there. And uh, the nice part is, is that there is several places up through the northern part that you can uh, actually just throw up your camp and stay for free. Uh, I did get some ultralight gear. Basically, I have to bring two to three days worth of water, a water filter, and of course, I have Williams Pinball on my phone. So, and I have a couple tables downloaded, so I can even play pinball late at night in my tent, falling asleep. Look at this. I'm looking at these one-man tents online right now. I never saw these. Oh, ribbed for your pleasure? What's that? Never mind. <laughs> You're going to be doing this. This is crazy. But, I mean, like you say, it's something you've always wanted to do, and more power to you for doing that, Thank you. And especially right before your big move out to Nova Scotia. Boy, this is a, a busy summer for you. Yes, it should be. It should be. The hardest part is we have to sell our house by Wednesday. So uh, I just I had caulking sorry, all of my hands on before I came here. Why by Wednesday? Oh, sorry, sorry. We have to have it. We have to sell it by the thirtieth. But the Purple Bricks agent is coming on Wednesday to take the pictures. So I've got about forty-three things left to do by Wednesday at noon. Um, so I'm very excited for that. Once the house sells, see if the house doesn't sell for what I need it to. I get less pinball machines. Because we still have to buy the tractor and everything when we yep. get out there. That's not an if. That's a for sure, right? So we're recording this on April 22nd. That's uh, okay. You've got to turn this around pretty quickly. We do have an extension to until May 15th okay. with no uh, fees or anything. Sure. So we can do that if we have to, but we'd prefer not to apply for the extension. And in London's market being fairly hot, I think it's, it's a seller's market. You'll do fine. Yeah. And the two pinball machines in there just show it well, right? So Sure. What games? Skateball? I have Skateball right now, which I own, and then I have Walking Dead, which I'm renting from Mike. Okay. Walking Dead might turn some people off. The, well, uh, we don't, I, we I, don't I, want those buyers. Well, <laughs> you, you know who the buyers you want, the ones that can pay and have no conditions. That's, that's what you right. Want. That's true. That's no, true. The Walking Dead is a game I absolutely love, but I, it's one of those games I said I probably can't put it into my house when I think of who's going to be coming in my house. So right. 
to... Especially the version I have now. It oh, has no. The, the, the mixtape with the different audio. I don't know if you've heard it. Um, basically, they're, the, the radio head's all PG. It's all good. The Nine Inch Nails, believe it or not, is also PG. However, some of the call-outs... They're not, you know, they're not the call you want to have on when, when my dear Oma comes by, you know, she's almost getting to 90 there. She's got a heart condition. I'm not going to be playing that on full volume for her. Yeah. Turn off the attract mode. Well, best of <laughs> luck with the house, with the hike. I mean, my goodness, Pinball Nerds podcast. We're going to be streaming more. You can check that out on Twitch. Albert, you've done a lot in a short amount of time. Thank you. It's It's been very exciting. And uh, for the most part, I've got decent feedback when I talk to people. They think it's at least mildly interesting. It is. I'm trying to get better at the interviews. I'll never be the guy who has an interview every single show, but we already have a guy doing that, which, you know, does a great job at it. So thank you for doing that. There's lots of people. Well, you know, I I don't think too many of the other podcasts, I, when I think of like Special One Lit or mm-hmm. any of the other newer podcasts, they don't have guest typically every single solitary show and you do that so um there is only uh two podcasts pinball podcasts on the planet that i've heard every episode of and that would be yours and mrs pins so oh good. yes Thanks. i've listened to every one of yours i remember when i first started listening you were at episode 50 or 60 and i went back and at the time i was delivering for a food company so i went back systematically started at one i would listen to two or three every single day so uh, if anything you inspired me to start it i kind of would like to give a minor shout out to Jack Danger because when I watch him on Twitch I think wow is there any way I could kind of even be like one tenth of that cool when I'm doing podcasting or streaming do you know what I mean and I there's only one Jack Danger don't get me wrong but I think we need more of that in pinball that just makes pin fun makes keeps pinball weird you got to keep pinball weird right and just really the excitement he he probably has brought over more non-pinball people to pinball than almost anyone else and i really really appreciate that so i thought if i could take a tiny bit of what he kind of how he does his live streams and kind of mix that into a podcast that might actually work for people and hopefully people are enjoying it and i'll just keep trying so well, you're doing great. Don't change a thing. And we look forward to these great adventures you've got in the next few weeks. Boy, that's exciting. I have to ask, where'd the name Orbital come from? Uh, do you want the PG version or the real version? Let's go PG. Okay. So uh, essentially, I found that I suck at hitting ramps. So quite often, even the exact Walking Dead that's at my house, I tend to on that right ramp, get about three quarters of the way up, and you think it's going, It's all, and then no, it's coming back. And forever I just said, hey, if I can make points on any pinball machine hitting an orbit, I'll do that. So it, I don't know if it was just the call the office machines that I was playing weekly, but like on KISS, I can hit either of those orbits no problem. Even with Ghostbusters, I don't see people backhanding the right orbit very often. I can do that in my sleep from a cradle. It's just no problem, because like on the one mode, like the second light up is on the right there and i just have no problem with orbits maybe i can hit may, or an orbit doesn't go up a ramp so you don't have to hit it as clean for it to to work so if i find a machine sometimes it's a little boring and i would never do it on a live stream but if i find a shot that is worth some value so acdc uh what mode is it that the left uh orbit sure. so that's what i pick every time and i oh you mean war machine war machine thank you war machine mark that's a tip from mark turan thank you mark turan but uh i, I just have no pro now on acdc i can hit those ramps okay but i prefer and i know what the last lopel uh, i played acdc with you in the team and i think i got 136 million which was my high score and I literally just went for orbits until other things were lit and that seemed to help me so I thought Orbital Albert should be a good name for me so when I was when I did I did a craft beer show on Rogers 
year, and I was called Bert the Craft Beer Geek because the BB, right? So, and I wanted to have a different moniker, a different name for myself, not to be identical to like Jack Danger or someone else that has a cool pinball name, but I wanted to kind of keep it separate. So I don't want to post too much of my pinball stuff to my Albert Agar account. I would prefer that to be some family stuff, some beer stuff, some other interest, hiking, of course, but keep all my pinball stuff to Orbital Albert's page, which is the Pinball Nerds Podcast Facebook group. Good thing you're good at orbits and not Spinner Albert or Gobble Albert. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Gobble Albert doesn't sound as nice. Albert, always a pleasure to talk to you, buddy. Thank you so much, Jeff. I appreciate it. This has been your Pinball Profile. You can find our group on Facebook. We're also on Twitter at Pinball Profile. Email us pinballprofile at gmail.com. And please subscribe on either iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. I'm Jeff Teolos. Mm-hmm.